0: Hello, welcome everyone to Let's Talk Title with Emerald Coast Title Services. I'm Dion Moniz, President, and I'm Casey King, our Vice President. Hello, Episode number six. Number six. We're almost legit. I think, almost. At, 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 10, <laughs> I think at ten episodes, we, we're legit. At
1: ten? You gotta get to ten? I don't
0: know, that's just a number I came up with. Mm, well, we're getting there, though. We are. So today we're going to talk about fraud.
1: Yeah, sexy subject.
0: Sexy and scary very scary and Very prevalent. Yes, that's probably the most common thing that is going on right now in the world of real estate Obviously outside of all these closings that were happening (laughs) uh, Which we have been very blessed to be very busy. Uh, So thank you to all of our current clients that are using us It's been great, but fraud is rampant right now. It
1: is. it really is and they are coming up with new scams constantly
0: What's the most popular version of fraud that we're seeing right now in the real estate world?
1: Hackers. Uh, The hackers monitor the properties that are on sale, typically Zillow or Trulia. um, And then they are somehow able to uh, find out who the party's involved and hack into their email. And typically, they'll kind of monitor the correspondence and see who's the closing agents, you know all the parties that are involved, and they wait for when the closing date's coming up. And at the proper time, they will clone an email, or um, sometimes it'll be one or two letters off, you know, if they are like two eyes in a row that you don't notice. Um, and they will send a fake email that will divert the funds, um, typically offshore.
0: Yeah, so, because what I want to do is, I mean, since we're seeing this so much, I want to educate the agents and the buyers on what to look for so that we can try to avoid this. Yes. But yeah, so typically the hacker will either hack into title company's email or the lender's email or possibly one of the agent's email Mm -hmm. to get a feel and watch the traffic to figure out when that closing is going to happen. And then shortly before closing, when we would typically ask or start getting the money wired Mm -hmm. is when the hacker jumps in and sends an email to the buyer saying, hey, we need you to wire the money to this other account. Mm -hmm. And they come up with a really crafty reason as to why the escrow account has changed. And then that's when the money gets sent to the wrong account Mm -hmm. and possibly lost. Uh, What the window is 48 hours? Yep. If if
1: 48 hours goes by, you're probably not going to See that money again. And if it goes uh, out of the country, your chances are really slim to none.
0: And FBI is getting hit with so many of these. They're really not chasing anything unless it's really big numbers. Right, exactly. And the majority of the ones that we've seen are $100,000 or Mm -hmm. less-ish, which is not enough for the FBI to to really grab onto.
1: Yeah, we had one... and she was paying cash. And I think they hacked into her email and then sent a fake email from our closing agent. And I think they just had one or two letters wrong in the name. And even though our closing instructions say, call and verify all wiring instructions, she just, even though it was a little bit off and she thought it was a little bit odd, she wired the Purchase price to, and it was about what three
0: that was a big one, four
1: or five hundred
0: thousand. Right. That was a big one.
1: Um, yeah,
0: and luckily we caught it because the buyer uh, kept saying, Have you gotten my funds right? right? and we're like, No, and so we eventually found out that she sent the funds to the wrong account yes. because of the spoofed email, right. And we we're, were able to notify the the banks, and they were able to to claw that money back within the forty eight hour time frame. So that was that was a close call. Right. But typically, it's for the wire of the, the buyer's proceeds they have to bring to the table to offset the loan amount. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's you know ends up being usually it's less than one hundred thousand dollars, but it's still a lot of money. Yeah. That you don't want to lose. So what we always try to do is it's in all of our email uh, signatures. We have a a notification that we send out, but you always want to call and verify wiring instructions. Yes. And And
1: now we send our wiring instructions with the last four numbers missing so that that forces you to call and get our wiring instructions.
0: Right. Exactly. So, and we've seen it. We've actually been Mm -hmm. the victim of these hackers. Uh, We actually had one of our employees' email accounts, uh, our closing agent, get hacked a couple weeks ago now. Mm -hmm. And so they were monitoring the email traffic, had everything going to a separate folder that uh, our employee didn't catch until a little bit later. But anyway, they sent an email that came from our employee or purported to. And so it looked legit. But again, it was requiring the buyer to send money to a different account, which should have been a red flag. Right. Fortunately, we caught it. Yes. Our employee is very diligent. And again, checking on the file, she'd noticed this other folder that had been created. And we were able to stop everything within right. that 48-hour time frame. So, um, in, you know, we're all certified, so we right. do all the best practices yes. and we still got hit. Yeah. So we've since gone in and uh, done double authentication and everything else to make right. it even harder. But that's just to show that even the most diligent companies are still subject to these hackers. So everyone needs to be super diligent.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: So let's kind of talk about the, the red flags that our, our buyers and agents need to look for uh, to help avoid this.
1: So, um, a lot of the red flags, um, some of the red flags, if you see spelling and grammatical errors, um, if you see a fake logo or no logo, like an email with no images, you know, our email have, has our logo and our names. and So, um, if you see a, an email that has none of that, that's a big red flag as well. Um, and something that wants you to click an, a link that takes you to the Internet, that's a red flag.
0: Yeah. Yeah, bad English is, yes. is, is a prime Re- example. Because you got someone out of the country that's either got bad English or using a translator that's not working very well. Mm-hmm. And so anytime you see bad English in an email, that's an absolute red flag. We all know how to speak English pretty well in right. Coast Title Services.
1: Another, if you see... Um, If you see someone speaking in the 24-hour or universal time, um, date and time, that's another uh, red
0: flag. Yep. so on the the email uh, sent information, check the date and time format. And if it's in that 24-hour format, that's a red flag. Right. And if you, for Outlook and other email programs, if you take the cursor and hover over the email address, it'll actually show the actual email address versus like the person's name as a hyperlink. Right, yes. And so that's where you check the spelling.
1: Exactly.
0: And make sure it's exact Mm because it could be off by one letter. Right. uh, Which is how they did it on uh, Allison's. It was like A-L-I-I-S-O-N.
1: Right, exactly.
0: At ECTS. And so buyers, you need to be really aware of that. So hover over the email address. If it looks off, that's probably a a hacker. yes. Uh, what else?
1: Um, any kind of call to action. They need you to act quickly. Um, or if they're asking for you to update your personal information, typically we would never ask that for that in an email. Any kind of social security number, um, account numbers, that kind of thing. Um, so if they want you to act quickly or update your personal information, that's, that's another red flag.
0: And I think probably the, the best piece of advice we can put out there is, for instance, In Coast Title Services, we don't ever change our escrow account. Right. We've had the same escrow account <laughs> for years. There's no reason to change it. Right. And I assume the same applies to other title companies, although I can't talk
1: speak right. for
0: them. But if you ever get an email saying, hey, we need you to send the money the money to a different account, just ignore it. And
1: if for some reason that ever did happen if something happened to our escrow account we had to change it it would never be something we would relay to a customer or client in an email we would certainly pick up the phone and call them or talk to them in person because that's just something you wouldn't send an email about
0: exactly so always call when you get that notification from the uh, closing assistant we always send out the information saying here's your point of contact here's our information here's our phone number right and usually it's done by email and a telephone call. Yes. So if you get an email saying, hey, we need you to send money to a different account, call the number that we gave you at the beginning, not right. the number that's exactly. in the email. Because <laughs> you're going to be calling the <laughs> hacker and they're going to make right. you feel all warm and fuzzy mm-hmm. about sending the money to the wrong account. So always call and verify. That's the, the best thing, the best advice we yes. can give. Mm-hmm. All right. What else do we want to talk about, Casey? Well,
1: we didn't talk about the new twist. Um, yes. On thank the, you that the hackers are using when they now they kind of know that you might be onto them, that they've, um, diverted the funds. So they will actually call and pretend to be the bank and say, we know that you've sent the funds to the wrong account. We're working on getting that money back. We'll be back. We'll have it back to you in a day or two. So that takes you off guard and th- you think that, you know, everything's being taken care of and you aren't actually, calling anybody else to try and get the money back
0: right because once that 48 hour window closes the money's gone forever
1: yeah pretty much Mm -hmm. and so
0: they have gotten really creative right And that last attempt we saw that
1: yeah exactly we did
0: and so we were able to reach out to the buyer and say hey you just been hacked uh you've got to call your bank immediately and she's like but you know I've been told this and that and we're like no that's wrong and so right. anyway yeah again it's that 48 hour time frame is, is critical and so now the hackers have caught onto that mm-hmm. and they're trying to create this false sense of security right. so that you don't panic and, and contact the bank yep. so let's talk about the the wire fraud prevention notice
1: oh yes that we
0: recommend the agents use and that we also use but it's a we perfect can, tool
1: um, we'll put it up
0: on the screen yes we'll also send it out during an email chat but Explain it briefly as to what it is.
1: All realtors should be using this form and sending it to their buyers and sellers. Um, But it just warns the buyers and sellers of the potential for wire fraud scams. And um, it instructs them not to provide any sensitive uh, personal information uh, directly in an email, um, but rather to relay it in person or over the phone um, or even through maybe a secure email, encrypted email, um, and it also instructs them to verify all wiring instructions before sending any money. So it's just it it puts it in their mind that they they need to be cautious, um, and because the the research shows that half of the home buyers aren't even aware of. Um, the wire fraud scams in real estate transactions.
0: Yeah, and and we've found too that even though it's in every email that we send out (laughs) at the bottom in big, red, bold letters, we've had people say, oh, I didn't read that. Right, exactly. So the more examples and the more opportunities you can have to send this information out to the parties, the better chance that they're going to read one of them, at least, right? And, and be aware. Yeah. So it's really good for agents to use. It's good protection for agents. Yes. As CYA uh, type stuff, we use it. Uh, it's actually called the WFPN two form.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. And so and it's again, ended in
0: 2018. Yeah. So again, we'll send that out via email. Uh, we'll put it up on the screen. Yeah. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us, and and we'll be glad to help out with that. All right. So let's recap for everyone how they can avoid becoming a victim of a fraud attempt because it's so popular right now, I feel like we need to just hit it over and over and over again.
1: Especially since COVID, everything has gone virtual, so it's really a hot topic right now.
0: So buyers need to be extra diligent on monitoring those emails, and if anything looks remotely suspicious or different, call. Mm -hmm. Always call before you wire the funds. Don't click on any links in the email.
1: Don't react immediately to requests for updates of personal information. Um, and be aware of any sudden change in business practices.
0: Yep. And for agents, because agents, your emails are getting hacked, and that's how the buyers are are, are sending wires to the wrong accounts. In addition to the title companies being hacked, so agents get a good IT company mm-hmm. to check your system, make sure that you're not subject to uh, hackers, and double
1: authentication.
0: Double authentication for your email. Outlook, Gmail, Yahoo, they all have it now. It's a little bit more of an inconvenience. Right. But it avoids someone from being able to hack into your system remotely because it kicks out that request for a second password or code that's going to come to your phone. So the hacker can't get that. Right. And so then you'll be notified immediately uh, that someone's trying to get into your account. And so uh, that's really good to have. Yes. All right. Well, we wanted to keep it related to fraud only today because it's such an important topic we didn't want to water it down with anything else right so that's going to be it for our discussion on fraud yeah so hopefully y- y'all learned something and as always reach out to us with any questions mm-hmm. uh comments uh, or suggestions for our next podcast episode mm-hmm. but i have some really sad news this is casey's last episode of let's talk title i
1: know just when we were getting in stride i know you ditch me i'm sorry it's very bittersweet.
0: So Casey's had an excellent opportunity to uh, move on to uh, another position. They made an offer that she could not refuse. I told her she couldn't refuse it. So I'm I'm actually very proud of you and very happy for you.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm really going to miss... I'm I'm getting teary. Um, I am going to miss everybody. Um,
0: Yeah, we're going to miss you too. It's
1: been a good run.
0: We'll we'll, we'll see you around. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: oh, sure. uh, you know, thank you for everything you've done for ECTS. And thank
1: you, you're for a great me boss. With the podcast.
0: Well, thanks. <laughs> now I got to pay you hundred bucks or something. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been great. So we'll see you around. Yeah,
1: I know. See you next time.
0: <laughs> All right, bye everyone. We'll see you next time, and I'll have a different co-host.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs>